coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School, sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back. A little quick replacement. K-Dub in the house. Kenny Wilhite. Jay Foreman. Austin. Old school. Brought to you by the Mercado. Certified Piedmontese. Special ingredients and butcher shop. Located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat. Every type of cut. On sauces. Spices. Seafood. Pasta. Single servings. Uh, sizes. Both frozen and ready to go. And family size. Frozen and ready to go. Kenny, I asked uh, DP. I know you weren't at practice today. Um, what he he's I asked him four guys that he well first of all he was upset that the, that the spe- <laughs> I don't know if you heard he, I, I listened yeah to him he was mad at specialist out so I asked him who the guys he wanted to listen to, talk to the one that was most interesting DP's first choice I, I, was Torres and I said man the dude ain't number fifth on the depth chart now I've been seventh on the depth chart before ain't nobody want to talk to me. no they want to talk to me after the spring game when I end up with number one. What's your feeling on that? And I understand why DP says it, though. I understand. I understood why he said it also when I was listening to you guys on the way in. But that's probably be the last person I want to I want to hear from in, in practice personally. Um, first and foremost, it'd probably be the, the starting quarterback or who is the, number one who, taking number one reps. Taking number one reps. Yeah. Everybody wants to talk. To Everybody the wants to talk, talk to the quarterback. Um, so it definitely wouldn't be the fifth guy on, on, on the depth chart. I don't. I mean, we assume he's the fifth mm-hmm. guy. We don't know. We haven't been told yet. So that's our assumption. So it, based off our assumption, he at least third. Uh, Jeff Sims, Harburg, Purdy, Casey. Well, Casey's not. I'm talking about. You're talking about just taking reps this spring. Jeff, Harburg, yeah, Purdy, Purdy, yeah. So the. the <laughs> DP was at practice. He must have saw him throwing something good, doing something good. He do got an arm, though. I, he has a live arm. He and Harburg have live yeah. arms, but the control uh, issue that they had. They just straight – they like wild thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that – you know what? And it does – being accurate in high school is totally different than being accurate at the college level. The windows are – being, being accurate at the college level. It's totally it's different. different than, than the NFL yes. and being – yes. so it takes time. It takes coaching. It takes development. It takes reps, and hopefully that's what they're getting right now. Tor- is a lot of reps. Torres is young, so he has time. Yeah. Um. I, you know, I don't know how long he's gonna wait it out, or if he can win the job. But. But you all for Har- Harburg playing another position though. Yes. Yes. He's a, he's an athlete. He like you know he reminds me of Tim Tebow. Tebow. <laughs> Whoa, T <laughs> So you play? Oh, he needs to play tight end. Harburg does. Tebow couldn't play tight end. Man, he couldn't play dead. Couldn't. He tried. He gave it a try. I mean, you can't say he tried, but he was out, he was a fish out of water. I can see Harburg. Being I don't like think an be, I don't think he'd be a fish out of water. Harburg. I think he could be a, a outside linebacker or something. He could. He could be a tight end. Yep. Kind of like a like a moving H back. 
I think he I think I think actually he has the mentality to kind of play those positions versus like Tebow didn't have that mentality. No. So I think and w- with his athletic big speed and stuff like that, I think he could do it. I don't think and, go ahead. Say so Kenny, you switched quarterback to defense. In high school, did you play both sides of the ball? Uh sparingly. But I again I had that mentality yeah, already. It's a mentality. Right. How, how do you how do you rediscover that? Because I'm sure Harburg played both ways in high school to see one School probably would have had to at probably, least some point. But How do you tap into that again after that I, long away? I think him? he has it. I think he has yeah, Just being around him for yeah. two and a half years. I think he does. I think, I think he, he has it. Yeah, and I was there when I saw Jay him. Was I, there. I think he, you know, I normally wouldn't say a quarterback going to the defensive side, but I wouldn't normally say a quarterback going to tight end, moving kind of an H-back type or, you know, just a, in the tight end room if I didn't feel like he had the mentality or the mindset to do so. One thing is the athletic ability and build. Looking at him, yes, you see that. I mean, he's a legit six four, two two twenty five. If he really got after it, he could get up to two forty five. Wouldn't look any different. But obviously, and he's big old strong kid, well proportioned. But he has the mindset to do it. And I think, you know, I would say this, I played with a guy named Jay Remisma, right? Who's actually, I don't know, I know, I know he's a politician in Michigan. He went to the University of Michigan. He came into Michigan as a quarterback. He left there as a tight end. He ended up playing 10 or maybe even 12 years in the NFL after making that transition after his third year in college. Quarterback to tight end. So it can be done. It, yeah, and, oh yeah. and, and Jay worked diligently to become a better blocker at the pro level, right? Mm-hmm. To be able to block the Bruce Smiths in practice, not be such – and not be, you know, a, a – a, a, you know, a, a big hole in the offense. So he was able to be a, you know, online uh, tight end. So it can be done. Now, granted, I'm not trying to say Harvard can go to the NFL, but I'm saying there's a lot of people that come into college at one position and leave another, and they end up being successful both at the college ranks and the college, or, or both at the college ranks and in some cases the pro ranks. But they haven't done it yet. But I think one thing that he does give them flexibility with, if he, takes that mentality mm-hmm. of just say if you have Casey and Sims, right? And say perfect example is Minnesota, right? That Morgan, who was more of their drop back. Yep. He, he could run. Seemed like he'd been there forever. That's why he, he, he was around to PJ flex so much. Both of them had bald heads. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I'm saying? But when we went up to Minnesota and lost, uh, not this year, but last year, remember their backup quarterback was strictly RPO Kramer. Remember? I know. We we know who messed up. Kenny, let's no, just get past this. This year, too. Hold on. I'm, just okay, let me. Go just, ahead. Just, 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 go just, ahead. Kenny, Because you, you, you hurt me. Because you hurt me. Just come. Yeah, I know. I was there. Because it hurts. I don't know. Who do you think put that hole through that whiteboard at halftime? So that was you. Yeah. Okay. So, when it, so again, but it was a roll. Yep. It, it made the defense prepare for it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you overlook it, he started to become a factor, right? Now let's go to this year. Same thing. Quarterback, he's a little hurt. They bring in, I don't know, I can't even pronounce his last name. It's like Akolopolis or something. So, the, But he's even more, he's even, he's an RPO threat, but he can throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And what did he do? They added a little bit to it, yep. gave him confidence. Did it in Nebraska game. Now he's going to be the starter next year. Now I'm not saying that that can harp, but what I'm saying is if you got two quarterbacks, whoever ends up starting, 
and if you're playing both of them, and say they're a little nicked up, you can carve a rollout for a Harburg if you're dead set on have him having him start this year at quarterback and finish this year at quarterback. He's he's a good enough athlete that he can go in there and be a off speed pitch to yes. our fastballs. Yes. Meaning third and short, T bow time, jump pass, stuff that you have to kind of manufacture offenses, offensive yardage and first downs because you're trying to, your roster is still kind of in transition mm-hmm. and you're trying to be savvy in how you win games. Yep. Right. So then therefore and then here's what let me ask you this. Therefore, and generally if you have a kind of a set program like Iowa, right? So it's eighty five travel. Let's just talk about offense. Eighty five travel to say it's eighty two just because of the three specialists. So that if you split it right down the middle, forty one and forty one offensive defense. Iowa knows in a regular in the regular year because they're you know head of Nebraska as far as football program. They know they're twenty four or wait twenty four guys that are going to play. I don't even know right mm-hmm. or set. That's what that's their like. They don't have to stretch their roster to thirty. I think with this staff and this roster of that forty one, they have to have all forty one hands on deck. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because that's where you think of Ramir yep. or something like that. Because then that special teams comes into it. But then also, you're you're gonna have to be able to have play people play different roles in different parts of games to kind of even the playing field because the depth isn't there and you're still kind of developing and learning. What do you think about that? I, I totally agree with that. It's gonna it's gonna be all 41 on both sides of the ball. Right. So you're gonna have to scheme. At times. At times. Out-scheme right. your opponent. That way they won't get a beat on you. Right. And then you're going to keep them honest because the next team has to now Very prepare well. for yep. it. And then you come with another. Then pick, you yeah. come with another. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's what um tried to do when we had um McCaffrey and, McCaff- yeah. and uh, Adrian. Yeah. yeah. I just don't think McCaffrey. they really – but McCaffrey's mindset was because here's why: your first start, I think it was against was it Illinois, mm-hmm. and you, the the first play you play, you pitch and you watch the ball, Duke pick the ball <laughs> up and score, bro. Where you been at any point in time in football? If you just you go to the whistle just in case, yes, and make the ref make the call. Make him make you the just call. made the call for the ref easy. Yeah, you know, strike up the band already. That the people ain't even got back and got their hot their, them red they hot dogs. Got yet. Seat yet. Yeah, ain't even they got seats. Right, so. I think that's what you're going to see when you think about Rollins going to th- from you know being that gray shirt that he's wearing where he's playing tight end and defensive end. You see, even before that, um, uh, Jake Applegate go from outside linebacker to tight end. He played kind of a receiver in high school, high school. Yeah. but he's bigger to play yeah. tight end. And where you see Bonner going from a receiver, looking at his body type, okay, he could be a matchup problem for guys like me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Running receiver routes in in the box. So I think they're going to try to stretch this roster, number one, to develop guys and potentially – I call it like you're adding scholarships without adding them to your your, your allotment your because you're getting more out of your allotted number of scholarships. And so if you can do that, especially in, them, in, the, in these real – I call them imperative infant years, you know, when you're in the stages of your tenure as a coach, first, second, third, as you're adding – more talent, depth, development, and that's how you're able to six, seven games the first year. 
six, seven, eight games the second year. Boom, we make a huge jump. Boom, yep. now we got the roster full because then all, what you're also doing is setting a culture of everybody's working. Everybody, There's a possibility for everybody. And if you really want a really good example of it, the best example of it, New England Patriots. Julian Edelman, Edelman and Troy Brown both played DB. Yep. During during the season. During the season. And one did in the, in in the, the playoffs. playoffs. But that's knowing who you have on your roster. Right. And that's – that's that's next level. That's no, next, no, there's no, no. It ain't comparable. I get, um, um, teams have done it in college, right? You know, well, Michigan Woodson, did it. Number number, yeah. Michigan. Woodson and then, um, um, God, I can't think of the other guy that did it. Um, I'm drawing a blank. But teams have done it in college, right? We did it here. Oh yeah. Tyrone Hughes played wing back, right? Corey Dixon and Abdul Muhammad were really good, right? And we got thin at, in the secondary, so they brought him over there, and yeah. he played uh, the nickel in, in the bowl game. Right, and we, he did with a cast on. He right. did okay. Yeah, and we, I so, mean, we did it when we, we were there when uh, you know Farley was down. You know, we brought Mike Minner down from safety to play, and we won the game against Colorado. Um, people have done it. Actually, the the defensive back from Michigan last year, number zero. Um, yep, the thing is, it's not not Trucent. It's like Trucent was a receiver. All four years of his year of his career at Michigan, depth and obviously they kept bringing in guys and Bell and all those really good receivers that were better than him. Goes over to DB, he ends up starting at nickel and making huge plays in the Big Ten championship. Well, actually throughout the whole year, Big Ten championship and obviously college football playoffs. So it can be done. You can stretch your roster. Now you don't want to be doing that. No, you don't you make know, a living. Out you of don't it. want to have thirteen guys going both ways. But if you can find different guys that can add to your roster, especially if you lack a little depth, then that's also uh, a big thing, you know, for people that can do. Um, one of the other guys I thought was really interesting that he asked about Kenny was Jamari Butler. And, you know, they had the thing where MJ Sherman, or I think Sipple might have said that MJ Sherman and Jamari Butler both kind of got together and understand, like, they really try to – they will control the – not the destiny of the defense, but – they both can learn from each other, and they both need to play well for this defense to have a chance. I, I know Jamari, but you know, and I know he's he's gonna, he's bound to have a breakout here. Yeah, he's probably the him and Ty Robinson besides the secondary guys when you got the linebackers. But this is now this is an outbreak year for him. Yep. and I think in that position group, he's probably the vocal leader, mm-hmm. the leader. Will Will he take that and, and run with it? I think so. Just knowing his makeup and watched him all last year and the year before. The improvement that he's the made. Much improvement. And the dedication that he's yes. made. The mindset change that he's made. I know that he he's he used to get so mad at me. I said, Man, you can you need to get in the weight room, bro. And he really didn't understand this is back when I was there. He really didn't he A lot really, of them did. Yeah, but I'm saying I was because well, I saw the I, I saw the potential saw in yes. him and I was talking to you about it. I talked to Matt Davidson at the time. I said, Look, man, that dude right there has the potential to be better than anybody you got in that room. And it was because by by trade, he's a basketball player. Yes. He started playing football late. He wants to be good or wants to be great. But the ability to play on two feet and in space is was totally different than anybody over yes. there. He wasn't a defensive end that they had to convert to outside linebacker. Um, and then he can – once he – and I remember it. He – you know, one day I kept telling him, he'd be like, man, whatever, coach. Then finally – he had a good week in the weight room because I'd asked, you know, Dave Ellis and Zach, 
They're like, yeah, he been in it every day after practice. And then he started to see his body started his body changing started too. to change. Then he started to see the you know, he started showing up more in practice, even though it was on the scout team. And then even like last year, I remember the Purdue game where he got in the game and he showed the ability to play uh, stack linebacker. Yes. So stack linebacker for you people out there is what I played. Not on the ball, you know, behind the line, but the regular position mm-hmm. and made um, a couple good plays in the Purdue game. Got caught out of position once, but it was a hard play. They really, you know, he was probably in a deep cover three drop playing deep to short. Got a little bit out leverage, um, but that's all about learning. And uh, the potential as far as pass rush and ability to get off the ball good long arms i think if him and mj sherman could pay some dividends it's gonna do nothing but good things not only for the defense but for the team as well oh yeah oh yeah i'm pulling for my guy i wanted to ask JB. you this, i wanted to ask you this kenny and we, me and dp talked about it. we got about four minutes left is leadership and obviously when we played we didn't have as much turnover <laughs> as these guys but you know you being down there you've seen even like last year you brought in what 12 guys from the portal mm-hmm. okay so talk about the mix and, and guys being leaders, the new guys coming in, mixing with the guys that are already there, leadership and stuff like that. Because I, I said, look, man, even though that we had very strong personalities, the captains, right, you always had, like, subordinate captains as well. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? So talk about the dynamic of that from your experience last year. I guess we can just guess and guesstimate this year because, look, you, if 12 came in last year, three times came in this year. Yes. So just talk about that and how, you know, how important that is for that mix to get in, um, get connected, you know, sooner than later. Of the 12 that came in last year, only two of them really were leaders. And that was, I mean, let me rephrase that. Trey Palmer, Marcus Washington, and Casey sometime. But the other guys just were guys. Yeah, guys right. They weren't natural leaders. They didn't try to be a leader. Right. A couple of them tried to they, – they, they were feeling their way out on the team all the way to November. Right. Still, they, still, still walking around still guessing. Still walking around guessing. So right. um, it, it's, it's the makeup and the dynamic of the individual. Right. I mean, some of the guys they got in the portal this year, we don't know. Yeah. And the guys that are – there that are coming back, they should be taking steps forward. Forward, Ty Robinson, Ty Robinson, uh, Jamari Butler's. You already got Nick, Nick Heinrich, and you already got, got Nick Luke. And Luke and but they, yep, you hopefully one of the guys in the secondary takes a stronghold. Takes a stronghold of the whole thing. Still, there's some maturity yeah. that has to be done, but you need one of those guys in the secondary to, secondary to take a stronghold of it. He had talked about Ben Scott coming in, and he, you know, he look, he started games before, so this is nothing for no. him. But the fact that he's the in the present or center position, and he's the guy that's a worker, how important it is for him to bring number one stability from his actions, but number two stability from a leadership standpoint because of his experience and what he can bring to that room. You just need a guy at that position with experience. Period. Right. right. I'm talking about. I mean, you haven't had a true center. I mean, Cam was forced into that right. role, became a great player right. after three years of developing. Right. He struggled the first two. So to have a true center in that room is a major plus for And has played at the – started and has played and, and has performed played well and at the start. Well. Yeah. That's, that's a huge plus. Now, 
can he gel with the other four? Or they yeah, need four. to gel with him. Yeah, they need, yeah. No, he but, needs to gel with them because those guys have been here. Yeah, he's a new. He's new. New. He's still new. But how long does that? How long? This that's through the spring. That, that, that's when I. Through, well, it all depends on how he did in winter conditioning. Yeah, but he's a worker. He if he it. worked in winter conditioning, some of those guys that's been here, yeah, need to get on my. Should train. follow his right. His lead. Yeah, so, but not that they don't work hard. I just think yeah. they just don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see coming out of spring, who's who, the, who's, that, who, who's the bell cow? Who's the bell cow yeah. up front? Yeah, ideally you like it with him. I'm not saying that he comes in and just without any, you know, sweat equity comes in and takes over. But look, he's a guy that that, that you're going to be dependent on. Yes, you know, and and he's the second. You know, he's the eyes and the and the ears for the for the Good. whole offense, and he's your protector, your quarterback. <laughs> So ideally, you'd like him to come in, establish himself from a leadership and work ethic standpoint, and a playing execution standpoint, and then maybe not be an authoritative like I'm up here, you guys are there, but then just bring these guys with him, right? Bring them with him. Get Nori, Nori. You know, look, he's been off for a whole year. Get him. Get him more focused. Get yep. you know, kind of be in his ear, whether it's Piper or whether it's Turner if he's playing, you know, guard or whoever's in there. Get that continuity because the the more that that inside center and two guard positions can be settled and, and solid, and solid, it takes the pressure off of our of yeah. our tackles. And if you do that, then you I mean then it opens up the run game. It opens up things you can do on the edges because you know you feel really good up the middle. So and that's what you really need as far as an offense, no matter who's playing quarterback. Because if you ain't got a center that knows what he's doing and two guards that can't can't execute together. No matter if you got Tom Brady back there or Dan Marino, it ain't going to work. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. And so it starts up the middle, and that's what I think they did as far as addressing. The one thing I will say is whether it's Scott, Billy Kemp, MJ Sherman, seems like they got a little bit more foundation pieces from a leadership worker standpoint, which hopefully spreads throughout the whole team. Much needed. Much needed. So that was a good first segment. Kenny's in. How about the, I got to jump out of here, man. I got basketball. I know, I know we got the little meeting. So I got to hit it, hit the uh, highway, the flyway. Mm-hmm. Jay Foreman, Kenny, Old School. We'll be right back. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.